Our scripture today is from the book of Acts, chapter 27, verses 17 through 26, found in your pew Bibles in the New Testament, page 140. After hoisting it up, they took measures to ungird the ship. Then fearing that they would run on the Sirtis, they lowered the sea anchor, and so were driven. We were being pounded by the storm so violently that on the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. And on the third day, with their own hands, they threw the ship's tackle overboard. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest raged, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul then stood up among them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have set sail from Crete, and thereby avoided this damage and loss. I urge you now to keep up your courage, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For last night there stood by me an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I worship, and he said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before the emperor, and indeed God has granted safety to all those who are sailing with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told but we will have to run aground on some island. This is a word of God for the people of God. It is again my joy to share with you the word this morning. And before we start, can you roll for me the small video? Pastor Rebecca, a few weeks ago, during the children's service, she used this video, and I thought it captured very well how fear works in hearts. I'm just going to watch it for a few seconds. I'm sure you can remember it. What interested me in the video was how small it started. And if you keep on watching the video, you can see how big it became. Sometimes that's how I feel that if we don't take care of the seed that causes fear in us, it can lead us into depression. Most of the time, it's a small thought. It's a small idea that if we are not careful to handle it very well, it can create bigger damage. So for past few weeks, Pastor Hemi has been preaching on fear. And today, I'm going to talk about how do we handle fear that is mostly caused by the environment around us and people around us. Does the Bible say something? Does the Bible give us some clue, secret on how to handle such thing? The story that you've just read is Before the last chapter of the book of Acts, Paul is traveling to Rome. And in order to put the context around this story, we need to go a few chapters before. We can start from chapter 21. What happened is Paul was coming probably from Asia. He decided to travel to Jerusalem. He reached in Jerusalem, he met James and the other disciples. And the disciples in Jerusalem, they let him know and say, 
we appreciate the work you are doing, but we have a problem here. The Jews in Jerusalem, they've been saying that you've been teaching everybody not to follow the law. Now, we need to come up with a plan that can clean you up somehow. So they come up with a plan. They say, we have three men who you can go and do the purification rite in the temple so that because what the Jews in Jerusalem have, it's only rumors. So if they see you following the law, they will probably let it go. Unfortunately, the plan didn't go as they, they had you know, planned it. What happened is when they saw Paul in the temple, they were very upset. They said, this is the guy who is teaching people not to follow our Jewish law, and yet he's in the temple. And he even brought Greeks into the temple to create a very big brawl. The tribunes came in, pulled Paul out. Paul tried to defend himself. The first time it fails, the tribune decided to, um, to call the council, you know, the Pharisees, Sadducees, the chief priests. This is the famous verse where Paul stood and said, I'm a Pharisee, and the reason why I'm being tried is because I believe in resurrection of the dead. He turns the Pharisees and the Sadducees against each other, which gave him time. But still, his problem was not resolved. There was a plan to get him killed, to assassinate him, so the tribune decided to transfer him from Jerusalem to Caesarea. He reaches there, again before Governor Felix, the Jews leaders, they came again. They try and discuss the, the topic and the subject. The governor realized that there was nothing incriminating about Paul. But because he wanted to please the Jews, he decided to keep Paul in prison. Two years later, the governor will be replaced. It will be a new governor, Festus, who will become again the governor. The Jews comes again to accuse Paul before the new governor because they realize that the former governor didn't do anything. Again, they will have again this whole debate. He tried to defend himself. And this new governor also realized that it's just something which has to do with the Jewish culture and their tradition and their church. So, it is nothing that Paul has done which deserves death. Now, there was a plan to transfer Paul from Caesarea to Jerusalem because the governor said, well, this is, this is pretty much something which has to do with your culture, with your religion. You go and live with it in Jerusalem. Paul was well aware that Jerusalem was a no-go zone because if he goes there, he will be dead. So that's when he will appeal to the emperor because he was a Roman citizen. So when we read chapter 27, it's ex now the story that talks about him moving and going to Rome. The journey was not easy, but it can teach us a few things on how we can handle fear of people around us. Shall we pray? Thank you, God, again this morning for choosing me to share these powerful words that can help us to handle fear in our lives. I pray that your spirit be present with us this morning. I pray that each one of us gets something out of this message because we need to be strong out there. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When you read the verse, 
mean, the scripture for this morning, you realize that at this point, everybody on the ship, they had given up. Any loss of being said because there was the storm and everything. They had thrown a couple of things in the water so that they can, um, they can reduce the weight of the ship and everything. There was no hope to be saved. I love verse 23, which says, For last night there stood by me an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before the emperor. And indeed, God has granted the safety to all those who are sailing with you. I can't really tell if Paul was also scared before the angel appeared to him. But what I know is after the angel of God appeared to him, he was no longer scared because he received the word of God. So what can we learn as a secret to deal with fear? The word of God. It can be a powerful tool that we can use to fight fear. Now, I'm going to be very careful here. In Greek, there are two words that are translated in English as words. We have logos and we have rhema. Logos is said to be the written word, such as the Bible as we have it. Rema is said to be, it is an inspired word that comes at a very specific time to address a very specific situation. Now, in English, both of these words, they are translated as words, which is a little bit confusing. But when you look at them in Greek, they mean different things and are very important to our topic this morning. So what we can say is, Sometimes a rhema, which is a revealed word, can be a scripture, but a logos is not a rhema. Let me explain further. Let's go to Matthew chapter 4. I'm sure we all know the story. We are not going to read it all. It is the story of Jesus fasting 40 days and 40 nights. Verse 3 says this, Matthew chapter 4, verse 3. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We all know the story. Three times Jesus keep on quoting the scripture. This is how I always pictured this story. I don't think it was the devil was death physically. I always, this is my personal um, perception about this story. It was a battle of mind where Jesus was tired. And an idea came to him and was like, you can turn this stone into bread and eat. How similar is it that sometimes that's how some negative thoughts that can come into our lives, very negative, that can discourage us about something. How similar it is that sometimes what people say around us can also enter into us and affect us and give us fear. But here we can see again that Jesus used the word of God to fight that seed. That's why I wanted us to look at that video because usually when I was preparing this sermon, I look at myself sometimes when I get anxious and get depressed, I will, I will sit after a while and I look and I say, how did I reach here? 
Most of the time, it was just a small negative word that I heard in my mind or in my heart that I didn't take care of it, and then it grew up in something big which made me depressed. Now, here Jesus is giving us a very good secret. It is written. If you want to be people who can fight fear, whether caused by the devil, whether caused by people around us, we need to be able to quote the scripture and counter it as soon as we hear it. When you make a visit to the doctor and they give you something that doesn't sound good and that voice comes again and says, do you know that your grandpa died of this sickness? Do you know so and so? If you do not take care of that small voice, it will affect you quickly by being depressed and diseased and the sickness itself. As soon as we hear it, that is the time to stand and say, by his stripes we are healed. When you know that God has given you a project, he has told you to invest into something, to run a business or any other things, but you see people around you very negative. Or you hear again that seed or that voice coming again and say you can't do that. That is the time to stand and quote the scripture and say it. God is not a man that you should lie, nor a son of man that you should repent. I know he told me to do this, so I'm going to do it. One of the things that the devil has tried to convince us is that these words and the Bible that we carry is just some old stories. But when you find yourself in situations where they can save you, they can protect you against something that would have destroyed you, you realize that these words have more power to help us fight the time in which we are living in. We are not going to read this one, but in Matthew chapter 14, Jesus gives the parable of the sower, where he said, the kingdom of God is like a man who sowed wheat in his field, and the enemy came and planted wheat. Our minds sometimes always look at it as a field. If you do not plant something into your mind, into your heart, somebody will come and plant something into it. What is it that we need to plant in our heart and in our mind? The word of God. So that when we find ourselves facing those seeds of fear, we can quickly counter them before they impact us. Because you cannot quote the scripture if you don't know it. In other words, in as much as we have resolution for this year, I'm going to encourage each one of us, let's feed ourselves with the word of God. The good thing about planting the word of God in your heart and in your mind is when that negative thought will come, you can detect it quickly because it does not look like the word of God that you have been reading. That's exactly what happened in the parable. The reason why they were able to see that this was weed because they didn't plant weeds, they plant wheat. So if we're going to be people who are going to fill our heart with the word of God, it's going to help us to fight fear. And we are not going to let the devil win. 
Now remember, I talked about these two words in Greek which are translated as words. The first one we talk about the Logos, which is the Word of God. Let's have resolutions to fill our hearts with the Word of God. Let me go back to the story of Paul and the Rema side of the Word of God, which, is, which I say it is a revealed word to a specific time. So now because we are reading that story right now, it is part of the Logos, but when this story was happening, it was not a Logos, it was actually the Rema, because the angel spoke to the situation that Paul was facing. Sometimes a Rema can be just a verse. You wake up in the morning, you feel like to read Psalm 23. Don't say, I know it by heart. Open your Bible and read it. Because God wants you to equip yourself with something that is coming. Because when you read the story, after the angel appeared to Paul, things didn't get better. You know, when you read the end of the story, the Bible says they landed on piece of ships because the ships was all wrecked. But because the angel had already assured him that you will land safely, they eventually landed safely and nobody died. Most of the time when God gives us these words in our hearts is because he wants to prepare us for something that is coming our way. So when you wake up, you feel like listening to a song. Put that song on repeat the whole day in your car, on your phone. Because God wants to feed your soul and your heart with something that will protect you for something coming. When you wake up, you remember a sermon that Pastor Hemi has preached, and you can't remember what week was it. Give a phone call to the office, ask, get the tape, watch it. Because that's the way God is equipping us to fight fear. So as I'm handing this morning, I just want us to remember that the Bible that we are carrying does not only carry whole stories, it carries the power that can help us to fight these uncertain times in which we are living in. As I was preparing this sermon, something led me to go and read a little bit about the Great Depression in America. I was so surprised that there were a couple of families who made their, they become millionaires during that time. Of course, I am not claiming that it was under divine instruction, but I was just so amazed that in, in such chaotic time, some people were able to make millions. If human beings can have that level of boldness, what about us who believe in God? God can still speak to us in the uncertain times in which we are living in. And this has nothing to do with the spiritual only. God can speak to you about your family, about your business, about everything. But provided we feed our mind and our heart with the word of God. This is just one of the secrets that I've learned that can help us to fight fear in us. When everybody is negative around us about what is going on, we can stand as Paul stood and say, God is with me, and God says, we can stand and say, it is written. May God bless his word. Amen.